Come on. Dana Van Noy is the founder of Sonic Boom Wellness. She is an author and a speaker, and now finally a guest on Money Savage Maximize. Welcome, Dana. <laughs> well, thank you for having me, George. I appreciate it. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. It's time to go. Dana, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Oh, man. So not sure where you want me to start. I'll start with my work, I guess. You gave me three things, why I do what I do. Actually, I'm going to start with the third because why I do what I do is because I'm passionate, whether it's the fun stuff I do in life, the work I do in life, or the people I choose to have in my life. I'm really passionate about it, and that makes everything pretty easy. Nice. Amen. <laughs> and So, my work. Yeah. I, um, I run a software company that I co-founded with my now husband. He wasn't at the time. And um, it's in the corporate wellness world. It's called Sonic Boom Wellness. And it's basically a software company where people hire us to get their employees healthier. And it might be emotional well-being. It might be physical nutrition. All of the above, financial even. Um, and so they hire us to get their employees healthier, and we do it through gamification. And that was really a concept that we came up with 13 years ago because back then, corporate wellness was very focused on health assessments, biometrics, and coaching. And at the time, I was in the wellness world. I was writing books. I was a national, international speaker on gluten-free and all of the medical conditions that benefit. I really pioneered that industry 30 years ago. I, we, if you go back, I'm a serial entrepreneur since age eight, but I really did pioneer that gluten-free world 30 years ago before there was internet, before any books. People couldn't even spell gluten back then. <laughs> and so I was in the wellness world, and Brian, my co-founder, was um, he was working in corporate wellness, but we met through gluten-free because he, too, is a serial entrepreneur, and he had a business in the gluten-free industry, and he was a vendor at all of the events where I was a speaker. And we got to be friends and I would say, so what is it you do in your real life? And he'd say corporate wellness. And I'm like, oh, that sounds cool. What is it? We bring work, you know, wellness to the work site. And I'm like, nice idea. That's a great idea. How do you do it? And he said, biometrics, coaching and health assessments. And I'm like, oh my God, that sounds so boring. Ugh. How do you get anybody to do that? <laughs> and he said, well, we, we have to incent. And even then with heavy incentives, we only get two, maybe 4% to do it. And I'm like, yuck, why don't you guys fun it up? And, you know, Brian, too, is a serial entrepreneur. He's a fun, lighthearted guy like I am. We, we just love, we love to be kids, basically. Yeah. And so we said, nobody's funning it up. That's just not how it's done. You know, in our industry or corporate wellness back then, all you saw was apples and stethoscopes for logos. <laughs> so we said, let's come up with a fun way to get people involved and we said, let's gamify it. It wasn't a word then. I don't know. We said funify or something. And we were the first to do so. So we, we basically left our great paying jobs. And, you know, they say entrepreneurs jump off a cliff and build the airplane on the way down. Hmm. That's absolutely what we did. We left incredibly secure, you know, positions. And we drove up to Zion with a whole lot of tequila. And we sat <laughs> under the stars without a tent. 
and we said, what would this company look like? And we started to build it out. And again, we both, we had the advantage of both being serial entrepreneurs, having both built businesses before, but this concept was new and it was one we were both passionate about. But then the more fun we had with it, the more we funified it, the more we found that that passion just grew. The only problem is that this is a very stodgy industry in some ways, or it certainly was back then. And so we were selling to people, you know, consultants, very high level consultants who wore black suits and ties to work every day. And we're like, yeah, we're going to funify wellness. And man, oh man, they were not ready for that. (laughs) (laughs) Especially they viewed us as being very California. Mm. And uh, that didn't go over so well for a long time. We had a very rough couple of years. Got it. Nice. Well, not nice that you had a rough couple of years, but nice that uh, people finally got it. And maybe it was a, you know, was it just that uh, a lot of those folks in the black suits and black ties got replaced by by more lighthearted people, or did the folks in the in the dark suits and dark ties finally get it? You know, surprisingly, <laughs> what what helped us a lot is that we had competitors come on the scene. Uh-huh. So people started coming on the scene and saying, hey, we're going to gamify wellness. And they had a lot more money than we did. Mm. They were well capitalized. And they sort of helped us create this market, which I call today the engagement category of wellness. So you've got the clinical side, you've got the engagement side. And so other, these other competitors came in, they were well capitalized. And you know, you always hear about the first to market typically gets beaten out. And that's essentially what was happening to us. So in a good, in a way it was a good thing, in a way it was a bad, but over the years we matured, we, um, (laughs) we, we used to be pretty scrappy, I will say, but we, we pulled ourselves together. We matured. We brought back that clinical side too. So we still focus on the gamification and the, the engagement, but we have the clinical stuff as well. But what was really cool is that those competitors who opened the door for us and helped us create this category ended up dying out most of them. We are left today with maybe three or four competitors in the most elite, you know, premium category of our, our type of wellness and only really one in particular. And we made it. We never got funded. We never took any capital of any kind. In fact, we have zero debt. We don't even have a corporate, a corporate credit card. And so we just made it on our own. And, um, you know, as I said, the other, the other vendors ended up either dying out or getting gobbled up. And here we are today just in a really fortunate position. Well, congratulations. Thank you. And we can point back to that, uh, that weekend of tequila and starlight up, up, <laughs> up at Zion. And if there's one thing anybody can take away from this conversation, that, 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 that just might be it. So, I'm, of course, I'm just kidding. You know, and it's also just like go with your passions. Brian and I both are just passionate people. We race cars. We, I'm learning to fly airplanes. We, you know, I used to race motocross and whatever it is, it's just, you got to have a passion for it or you're not going to be good at it and you're not going to enjoy it. If you're not going to enjoy it, you're not going to be good at it. So it's really a big, you know, I call it a circular 22 for some reason, but it comes back to, do you really care? And what we cared most about was creating a program that people love and want to take part in that you don't have to throw lots of incentive money at them to get them to do it. And one that changes lives, you know, before Sonic Boom, as I mentioned, I was probably, 
I don't want to say big fish, but I was a big fish in what yeah. was then a very small pond with the gluten-free industry. And I was so passionate about helping people because at first 30 years ago when my son was diagnosed with celiac disease and nobody knew what it was. They thought it was very rare. They thought it was um, a pediatric condition. Today, we know it's the most common condition of mankind. So when I first found out about this, I was terrified to feed my own child. And I thought, you know, okay, I'm going to figure this out. I buried myself in med school libraries. I figured it out. And my next thought immediately was, I got to help other people who have this problem. The only problem is it's supposedly really, really rare, and nobody has it. Who can I help? And uh, fortunately, I, I began being reached out to by people who found me or being asked to speak at conferences, and it grew and grew and grew. And as you know, today it has exploded, and I've got several best-selling books on it. And But wow. what, what makes me happy about that is that I, I've helped people. My books get you know great reviews, and I get emails and reviews that say, that changed my life. Like I was terrified to eat of all things or feed my child of all things and now I'm I'm good with it like I actually feel like there's a good thing in my life that was my my job my passion in life and I'm still the same with Sonic Boom it, it just I love to hear from our members uh, you know, before this program I had no energy I was on all sorts of medications I felt like horrible and now I'm off my meds, I'm not depressed anymore, and I can go play with my grandkids, and I feel like a million bucks because of your program. It's like, woo! Amazing. We really, we really did something there, and I, I just love that part of it. So I think that that's incredible. So, yeah, if you can help people, you know, we, 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 we struggle with, with so much about diet and exercise and also financial fitness. I think that those three things are so, are so similar. I'd love to get your take on that. So if you can actually find a program that that's going to fit that's going to fit in with people's lifestyle and that they're actually going to do it well then then you get stories and testimonials like you just got so uh, tell me tell me how you crack the code yeah you know what that's the hardest part because the thing is we all have access to the google machine right yeah, yeah, <laughs> we all yeah. know there's a big worldwide web out there and we all know the right things to do we know you're not supposed to eat blueberry muffins for breakfast and yet a lot of people eat blueberry muffins for breakfast. Um, <laughs> exercise. We all know you're supposed to not only go get your cardio, but you're supposed to do your weights and all that stuff. And yet we're not doing it. The key is how do we make it something that people want to do? And there's a lot of secret sauce that goes into that. And we're still working on it. We're all about continuous improvement. And keep in mind, too, when we started this program, we didn't have smartphones. We didn't have even any digital devices, really. And so it was really a challenge back then. So Brian and I have thought long and hard about this. How do we create programs people want to take part in? And we realized a big, big, big part of this is social connection. In other words, there are a lot of days when I am done with a long day at work and for better and for worse, Brian and I work together. So we're together 24-7. We're on our way home 6.30 from a really long, hard day at work. And I'm thinking happy hour, happy hour. <laughs> and Brian's like, nope, we're going to the gym. And I'm like, eh, I whine, I kick, I moan. But never once have I said, dang it, I wish I hadn't gone to the gym tonight. Yeah. And it's that accountability, that motivation, that social connection. And I'll tell you what, today, George, more than ever, Social connection is everything. So not just in terms of keeping people motivated and excited about 
the, the wellness that we all know, diet, exercise, financial stress, resilience, sleep, all of it goes together. But that social connection is such an important part of today's world, and it always will be from, from here on out. So if we can virtually connect people and not only connect them emotionally, but then connect them to have fun with one another and at the same time be improving their healthy habits, man, oh, man, that's, that's the code right there. And that's what we work on every day is how do we get people to connect who may or may not know each other. They may be working in different parts of the world, different offices, but they find, whoa, you're a CrossFitter too? I'm a CrossFitter. Let's have a little competition to see who can bench the most this month or whatever. And they can create a connection virtually and, and also at the same time be improving those healthy lifestyles. So really, I think the social component is one that people forget about today. We're all listening to, you know, to what to do. We're reading on the Internet about you know, what, the, what the diagnoses may be and how to improve our lifestyles. But how often are we actually connecting with other people and how often do we have that facilitation to connect that makes it fun and really holds one another accountable. That's the secret sauce right there. Yeah. Well, I, I, I feel like we're, we're I'm reading off the same uh, hymn sheet. I think that that is just hit, hitting the nail on the head for, for me and my philosophies. And, you know, if you're not having fun, well, then it's, you're, just, you're just not going to do it. And to your point, it really it sounds like everything you've ever done is, is sort of running uh, concurrently with that. Um, so I think that's awesome. Um, so is it is it a, a a community that is across different companies, or is it just within within the individual companies? Each organization has its own program, and it's highly customized for that organization because we really like to also help them support their values and their goals and their culture. So they may say. You, you know, wellness aside, sustainability is really important to us. So we'll draw that in as well. So every program is individualized for the company and even for the member as well, for their employees, we call them members. So it's all individualized, yet at the same time what we can do if they want to is we can create intercompany competitions. So we could have one client competing against another client or, you know, interacting somehow. Typically, though, it's just intra-organization and they're all interacting with their own employees. Yeah, yeah. I think, that that's, I think that's great. Are you finding that, that, that companies and people are more interested in talking about these things as, as we're hopefully coming out of, of the pandemic? I've been talking a lot about resiliency, so I guess that's what I'm asking. Yeah. 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 More than ever. I mean, you're, you're absolutely right, George, that today more than ever, people are saying, do you have a well-being component? And the answer is yes, we always have. I mean, there's so much to well-being. So there's content and content is easy to find, right? Again, we all know how to use the, the Google machine, but um, beyond that is the actual connection that helps with stress and resiliency and isolation and, and so um, we've got all of the above. So people are also becoming aware that it's not all about that old-fashioned ROI. When we first started doing this, everyone said, you know, where's the ROI? And we were like, wait a minute, how can you measure what you prevent? So if we come into your organization, we prevent six heart attacks and we 
um, you know, people's stress levels go down, their morale is better, their camaraderie and teamwork is better. How do you measure all that? And they kept asking us for ROI. And our clinical competitors would come up with, they'd play with this fuzzy math and smoke and mirrors, <laughs> and they would come up with these ROI numbers and beat us out every time. And we're just like, we are not going to play that game. We could. We could claim an ROI. We could hypothesize that stress levels will come down and you know, physical activity levels will go up. But, but what does that really mean in terms of your overall healthcare spend? And uh, it's, it's so fuzzy math. So we didn't play that game. We said, we'll talk about value on investment all day long. And we'll tell you that your morale will improve and your camaraderie, teamwork, and they'll be happier, healthier employees. But we're not going to throw ROI numbers out. And people at first were resistant to that approach. And today, more than ever, we hear, you know, they come to us saying, we're not going to ask you for an ROI because that's just plain stupid. But <laughs> we're going to focus on, can you help us with our stressed out employees? I've got one large company right now in the Bay Area, it's a software company. And interestingly, they said one of our highest costs right now is MSK, musculoskeletal. And I said, and, and two things. The second was anxiety and depression. And I said, tell me about the first. Well, I, I find that interesting. It's a, you know, not a manufacturing environment where you would expect that. I mean, of course, MSK is highest in pretty much every company. But they said, it's because people aren't moving anymore. We used to get together. They would go for walks together. Now they're in their homes. They're not moving, and their MSK bills are skyrocketing. And then the depression and anxiety is pretty obvious that um, those, those costs for employers right now are skyrocketing and they're looking for any answers they can find. And so we're finding them come to us right now saying just we're so interested in all the emotional well-being, the, con the social connectivity that you can provide. And, you know, they're saying this one particular company in the Bay Area was saying our, one of our values literally written out is connection and we've lost it. We have no connection anymore. What can you do? Well, the cool thing is that's kind of what we do. That's <laughs> what yeah. we've always done. And so um, that's what we're hearing more and more of. And I don't think that's going away after the pandemic has died down. I think we're going to find that people say connection has always been important and we just haven't been focused on quite the right things. I love it. Well, Dana, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? <laughs> <laughs> Follow your passion. Um, it's just so important no matter what you're doing. Take risks and especially if you want to be an entrepreneur, take those risks. Jump off the cliff and build the airplane on the way down. It, it works if, if and really only if you have the passion and the passion for the right reasons too. You know, the passion can't be, oh, I want to make a billion dollars. <laughs> that's not passion. So have a worthwhile passion and follow your dreams. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Dana, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Well, anyone can go to sonicboomwellness.com. Uh, we also, I'm not a big social media person, but we also have a Facebook page at Sonic Boom Wellness and an Instagram at Sonic Boom Wellness as well. I'm sure we've got Twitter too. Uh, it's probably hashtag Sonic Boom Wellness, but um, sorry, I'm not a I'm not a tweeter these days. I feel like you're better for it. Savage Nation, if you, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Dana your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to sonicboomwellness.com and then find them on social media. I'll list all those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Dana. 
Thank you, George. I've really had fun. I appreciate you. Yeah. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together. I've been asked by so many people over the past couple of years about how do I start a podcast that I've developed and released a course that will teach you exactly how to do that step by step from figuring out the kind of show that you want to have to understanding how all the technology works behind it and then how to get great guests and keep the thing moving and how to grow it. So if you're interested in that, check it out and go to georgegrombacher.com forward slash podcast course and you'll find it there. You can just go to the website. I'll also list that in the notes of the show.